2: Welcome, welcome to the Heatbeat Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co founder, Mr. Brian Coins. Good evening. We have our professional screw up, Alex Toledo.
3: Yo, what's going on?
2: We have our photoshopper and anime lover, Brass Jazz. What's up, everybody? We have our Heatbeat insider, Mr. Lefty Lave. Got so many people today. Yo, yo. And we have our guest for this evening, Sports Illustrated's own Rohan Encardi, our favorite writer. How are you, sir? Good. He said I don't, his name I don't wrong. Know if that last name pronunciation. Was
4: I'm so scared, dude. It's, dude, we've had him on like ten times. I know, but it scares me. Encardi. No, not Encardi. Where good. are you I'm getting I'm the right
1: N? The, there's a like a, the spelling is right over my name. Ned Cardi. Ned Carney.
4: Nad card. I'm so scared. You uh, miss a I, uh, you miss a vowel.
2: There's a lot of consonants. It's it's it scares me.
4: And you no, missed a I'm vowel, not... Brian. I can't spell. You think I could read?
2: Practically, I would free. hope
4: he could. Yes. I don't know, dude. I mean, how old are you? Twenty-five. <laughs> Seems about an well. age, you should learn how to read at least at a fifth grade level. For all
2: this and more, check out HeatbeatMiami.com as we are launching a new writing staff. You can check that out at HeatbeatMiami.com. Meet our new writers. We have uh, three new ones. Rob Slater, you may know him from Twitter. By Chris Smith, long time. uh, He covered Liverpool in the United Kingdom. Has been a Miami Media member for a while. And we have Michael. I cannot say his last name. Just check out the press release. Lefkowitz. Yeah, Lefkowitz. I can't say Rohan's last name. I'm going to say Lefkowitz. Uh, he was it, a right? media video coordinator at a university doing analytical and, and video work for them. So Tufts
4: University and, in Massachusetts.
2: There you go. So Brian is on top of this. He's the expert. And, I wrote uh, the press
4: release, so I should notice at the back of my hand.
2: Yes, Brian wrote the press release. So that we're going to go really hard on the season uh, for writing. We're going to really be on top of this. We're, gonna, we're really going to push that content a lot. I know last year we were a little sloppy with it. We, didn't, we were not very consistent. This season, we are all in on this. And it's all brought to you by the 5 Reasons Sports Network, brought to you by Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham. Check out our family of podcasts, anything from the Dolphins, Panthers, Marlins, now with uh, Mish and Miss, you uh, Canes, everything that you want, it's there. So check all that out. And without further ado, we start our show. We have Rohan on, and uh, there's, not, there's not a lot going on with the Heat. Uh, They signed Briante Weber today. We, what do you mean? It's breaking next- news breaking news but that's back burner more importantly we need to talk about rohan's justice winslow story yes we've not talked to him about and it probably has the most asinine thing i've read about the miami heat in some time that justice winslow has not tried a pub sub what rohan do you know if this wrong has been corrected by one third year heat forward as far as i know
1: it hasn't been corrected i plan on following up hopefully at some point uh so a couple stories here i i realized at some point i wanted to compile a list of key players and their favorite public subs
2: that's so genius
1: true story so i met josh richardson at his rookie photo shoot uh like it was in between summer league and you know his first nba game and You know, it's a long story, but I was wearing a heat jersey for a video we were filming for SI. So we chatted for a little bit and I told Josh Richardson, this was obviously like three years ago now. And I was like, yeah, man, like you got to go to Publix to try Pub Sub," And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, you got to get the chicken tender. A few months later, I was covering a heat nets game and I go up to him in the locker room like, hey, man, like what's going on? He's like, he's like, I haven't had one yet. And I was like, are you are you serious? And he's like. (laughs) He's like, he's like, the worst part is you're not even angry you're disappointed. And I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, he had one the next day, a little bit, whatever. I think he was like, it was all right. Uh, I'm covering Heat Sixers this year and I'm in Philadelphia and I see Josh Richardson before a game and I'm going up to ask about Ben Simmons. And he's like, chicken tender sub. What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I was like, you didn't really like it that much, though, right? He's like, I think you gassed it up a little bit. And I was like, all right.
5: Whoa, Jay Rich.
1: I know. So some some really hot takes from that rookie class in general about pub subs, it would appear. So when I'm asking Justice about it, I was like, Have you ever had a public sub? He's like, Nah. And I was like, I was like, you know, I was like, Oh, really? Like, you know, it's yeah. kind of a big deal, right? And he's just like, gosh. I'm not sure what to say. That was it. I was like, "All right, I got to move on." But wow, (laughs) I go
2: left you hanging, dude.
1: He was not only did he leave me hanging, like didn't he was certainly not as amused as I was.
2: I cannot think of a worse thing to happen in an interview. Like when something like that happens, they just like leave you there. Boom, dead fish.
1: I mean, I spoke to him last year after a charity thing or something that he did, and this was when. Dwayne was a free agent. It was before he signed with the Cavs. And I was like, are you going to recruit Dwayne Wade back to the Heat? And Justice was just like, that's up to Dwayne. And
2: that was it. <laughs> you could tell that was the end of the interview. Is he a good well, talker? Like,
1: You know, I thought he had some interesting things to say about like playing point guard and stuff like that. Um, he was pretty good. Like I, I, I've had better. I think that kind of stuff, I mean, I did it over the phone. That kind of stuff always goes better in person, but you know, considering the circumstances, I thought he had some interesting things to say. I was glad that he brought up him playing point guard. I thought it was interesting to hear him talk about why he wants to become a good shooter, right? I mean, it wasn't just for himself. He mentioned how he kind of seems to understand that how much it helps the teammates. You don't always get guys talking about that kind of stuff. So I I thought it was really interesting. Personally, as a Heat fan, I always get really selfish about opportunities like that. My editors are never, like, super excited, like, you really had to ask Gary Payton about the two thousand and seven Heat, and I'm like, of course I
6: did. Duh. So, uh,
1: you know, as a fan, that's so, so funny. for the people, Rohan. Yeah. So I, I thought he
6: was. So do we think Jay Rich spoiled the pub sub to justice? You know what I mean? Like he probably like slandered it. Oh, uh,
1: I don't know if he slandered it because he did tell me he still goes to Publix all the time. So you know, in my mind, he the, the sub got him in the door. He realized that shopping really is a pleasure, and now he's you know <laughs> up all the time. Uh, so have, I don't you,
5: know, ever, have you ever tried I, Justice's favorite sandwich though? The peanut butter
3: <laughs> and jelly and jalapeno. Have you had? Have you done
5: that?
1: I have, I have not. I actually forgot about that. Maybe anyone should,
3: else here done that? I was literally no. looking that up right now. I was about to say what I don't. I, I, I do I don't that. Take his opinion seriously.
5: I when I I was such a fan when, when when he signed man and I've had that a few times it's legitimately good
2: that sounds gross, that sounds
5: not not gross. here's my
1: question here's my question would you serve it to your kids
5: no good good question. not because, good. Not good because question. They, would, they would hate it necessarily but because they're a little young and it's a little spicy and they're not ready they for don't it. like they don't like certain kinds of rice I mean they're they're just they're, they're wait what I'm just saying kids are weird. They, they, they want one certain kind of thing and then any, any like, okay. So I went to, uh, I was, I was down and I went to a Havana restaurant and, um, in West Palm and, uh, and they love bananas. My kids love bananas. And I'm like, you know, I had a, I got a Cuban sandwich and I always get yellow rice and I got uh, sweet plantains and I'm like, you kids have to try this. You have to try a sweet plantain. You love bananas. You're going to like this. This is like a banana, but way better. (laughs) <laughs> and they they just they look at me. They're like, "No, it's not happening."
4: Did no
2: they did not grow, eat it. they grow no into it. Not your kids did not have plátano maduro.
5: No. I mean, maybe if I would have said it that way, they would have thought it was a little fancy or something.
2: Disown it. But, Jesus no, man. Christ, those kids. No. And Brass is very. good. You don't white, eat anything, so. Gianni. What are you talking about? I I don't what eat anything because because I'm fat and I'm trying to lose weight. Like I would love to eat plátano maduro. You kidding me?
1: I. No. While we're on the topic, I made some baked tostones the other night. Oh, the
2: are so good.
1: Yeah. It was not bad considering it was all in the oven, but just throwing it out there.
2: No, listen, baked is overrated. I, I know fried is always better, but baked is uh, underrated. I'm sorry. Underrated, said, there uh, we yeah, go. underrated. My
5: moral point is just olive branch. Just say, hey, Justin. Next time you see him, hey, That's Justin, right. guess what I just tried.
1: I see. I see what you're saying. I mean, way to get us back on track. Then. <laughs> or, or you the,
4: just buy one for him, bring it to the locker room, hope he eats in front of you. <laughs>
2: Yes,
1: that
2: would be completely normal. <laughs> to bring who's the out. best? Who's the best talker on that team? Because like, I don't know. They they don't really seem like very colorful interviews. Even Hassan, you would think, but like I've heard Hassan on radio interviews, and he's not particularly great. <laughs> which is fine. Like no, like and, and it's like some guys just that, that's not their thing. You know, like not everyone is gonna be Chris Bosh. You know, like.
1: No, I was gonna say Bosh was awesome. I remember interviewing him once in Chicago, and he was great. I think they're all just uh, trained really well, to be honest. I mean, Justice obviously also went to Duke, which helps. He's He knows what it's like to have a lot of media around. He knows what
2: it's like to work for the Empire.
1: Yeah, exactly. I remember I, when I was talking to, to Jay Rich in Philly, you know, before we kind of had, like, a fun moment. But then, like, when the interview starts, it's like it's all business. Like, I'm trying to ask him about Simmons and stuff like that. And I think they're very uh, purposeful about not giving away too much. They don't want to make any headlines not even necessarily about themselves but more so i think other teams what about ko i, I i've actually never had a chance to speak to ko unfortunately i mean i'm not out on the team often enough to probably say who's the best talker i will say that i think dwayne's always been doing it for so long that he's really good and dwayne's excellent really like, yeah
2: unbiasedly dwayne's probably one of my favorite interviews in the league like i just feel for like sure. he's very candid
1: Definitely, especially he's in those Kobe years where he's kind of not afraid to, to tell the stories now. Yeah, you know, it's probably a better question for someone who's around the team more often, but I, I can, I've i always had good experiences That's with the guys. <laughs> That's right, yeah, too bad. We can't ask that question maybe one day. I'll tweet him. Anonymous sources. Yeah, we may uh-huh. have to bleep out his
4: name, actually. <laughs> Uh, you you write that down, Brian. Write that down,
1: But yeah, I, I've I've always had good experiences, that even though they're not necessarily, you know, giving away too much.
2: They have, the heat has been weird because sometimes they have like really great talkers, and sometimes it's just more more of the shy guys. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, well, I guess I guess now's a, a nice transition to Briante. Um, they signed him to a two. They gave him two way. No, they don't give... They gave him a two-way, right, Brian? No, he signed a... not a partially <clears throat> guarantee. He signed
4: a training camp invite on a partially guaranteed deal.
2: Why did they get another guard? Like, why are we doing we, this? We have
4: to fill 20 people in training camp. Well,
2: but, like, can they get, like, somebody that's not a No, but also, guard? they don't
6: have any other traditional point guard other than going on the roster. So, I think that it kind of... But, like,
2: they don't need, Scratches like, oh, that itch, you know what
6: I'm like,
2: saying? <laughs> I mean, we've, we've talked about that ad nauseum. Like, they've been point guard, backup point guard by committee. Even, I mean, I guess... I, even if Goran gets hurt, like they just they fill that role by committee. Tyler starts, and then you know Justice or JJ is doing most of the ball handling. And if Dwayne comes back or Dion, especially now that Dion's going to be healthy I mean, this season, like it's interesting.
4: Yeah, it is interesting because I think he have fourteen players under contract, and that's not including the Heat potentially signing Wade and Haslam, which would bring it up to sixteen. And that doesn't even include the two way guys. So that'd be eighteen players in, in training camp. Sh- should Wade and Haslam come back?
2: Yeah. So. So. Udonis is totally waiting on Dwayne, right? Yeah, I think that that's a package oh, yeah. deal,
4: right? Yeah. I know Alex will find know, out, right, this week.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, I'm gonna do some investigative work on Wednesday.
4: Bro, UD is know. opening in
3: Einstein's Bagels. Everyone, head out there, dude.
2: Brian just dropped that inside as like information, yeah, I, like, like I was Brian like, that everyone, you would actually promote you know, it Like right people now. are keeping track of Udonis's chain right restaurants, it. you know, his Wingstop and Subways, you know. Like we all know. I lobbied
4: it up to you.
3: I know he's had Subway, uh, he's had Starbucks. Is this his first Einstein's Bagels?
4: I think so.
1: I mean, It seems like a worthy uh, investment. There's like an NBA player who became, I think, a billionaire just because he opened a ton of Wendy's franchises.
2: Oh, I know. He was, uh, I think, a former Junior, Blazer. Junior I don't know. Bridgman, Junior Bridgman. Yeah. Well, Udonis has been great with that, like, locally. I mean, he opens a lot, and especially in low-income areas. Yeah, really it's very cool.
3: Providing jobs.
2: A, UD, the job provider. King three hundred five, providing more real jobs than that bum of a president that we have.
3: Newest CP follower. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Followed today. To you,
2: wow! Welcome, 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 Good for yeah. you guys. Yeah, well we've made it. We have There's made 305 it. Three hundred five and nine five four. We are. We are both. We are both certified
4: nosotros somos
1: Cinco razones podcast el primer podcast en español del network de 5 reasons lo que más me gusta y es una de mis cinco razones es que puedo hablar en inglés everything Miami regarding the sports junto a Alejandro Villegas
0: y a Leandro Soto yo soy Ricardo Montes de Oca
1: bye have a great time Cinco razones el nuevo podcast aquí con Leandro y Ricardo debatiendo como siempre llevándonos la contraria les va a gustar pregúntale a Siri Siri would you make Jose Ureña a closer. Here's what I found. Ah, mira. Me, me okay. da, te estadística. Sí, me da unos lugares que no puedo, no puedo mencionar.
2: <laughs> Enjoy the ride. Okay, but yeah, going back to Briante, like, I'm kind of annoyed at the guard thing because they have so many and they don't have, they still don't Maybe have a your small Maybe a move's vote.
6: coming.
4: <laughs>
2: I hope. We I keep saying, saying that <laughs> when they got that Malik guy.
4: Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Malik yeah, yeah,
2: every time they get a guy, we think like Tyler's gonna get traded, and it just never happens. And I was like, "Stop
4: teasing me!" Well, I mean, like, Carmelo just passed his physical today, and he just signed his one-year minimum guarantee contract. So maybe Houston might have a move no. ready now that he was f- not gonna come on vacation, you
2: know dude. Can I say something? I did not know this, but apparently Carmelo had to give back money in the Hawks buyout. He didn't but give the, back he gave like, up he just, just enough the,
6: that, you know, it offsets the minimum deal he's getting from Houston. I that was amazing. That was calculated.
2: That's, dude, that is funny. I mean, He's he, like, I'm getting bought out, but not for a cent less than this. I think people were church.
3: expecting the other way around, though. I think people were expecting him to not give back any money and yeah, to also get his deal uh, with Houston, like, added on.
2: I wonder why, like, for the two, what is it, 2.5 2. mil or whatever it is, like, the really, like, I, I don't know. Why would the Hawks agree to that?
1: Here's something I'll float out, though, is I don't mind the Heat taking on a, another contract in exchange for Tyler, if only because I think they need more balance to the roster. There's clearly too many guards. Jay Rich is should be playing shooting guard, and I'm yes. worried about his long-term development at small forward. But does it make sense then to take Ryan Anderson in return? Is there not a small forward you could get. I mean, they already have JJ and Kelly. It's just, they're in a weird spot. The fact that they didn't have a small forward all of last season was kind of mind blowing. If you think about
2: it, like, like nobody, Derek Jones no. Jr. Man. I mean, justice kind oh, yeah. of can play small forward, but not really in the way you want him Rod to
6: Rod McCulture. That's true. Mm-hmm. But
2: Rodney's too small though. Like Rodney's too
6: small. Yeah. If
2: they had a Luol Dang type guy, Obviously, like, Luol is a really good player, but, like, somebody of that... <laughs> Luol
6: hasn't played in, like, 18 months.
2: No, but I mean, like, Luol Deng... And I know he's not good anymore. I mean, you but, guys like... clearly
3: didn't watch the NBA Africa game. <laughs> <laughs> That's
6: right. The man, the man is a star. Luol Deng yeah. balled yeah. out? There was someone else who looked like a star in that game. Put-back
1: put
2: dunk. Yeah. Aminu? He dunked? Yes, he dunked. He has no miles on him after last season. The Lakers just, like, stashed him away. Put-back.
1: I don't understand the dang thing. In my mind, there's no way he can just be so completely washed.
3: I think he's just out of shape ever since. He looked good
1: here. Like those two years he had here were really good. I mean, but- that second to last. I mean, not to the last you know year when he was playing power forward and he was playing. That's incredible. his spot
6: now. Is definitely at the four.
1: Yeah, exactly.
6: In the new NBA, yeah, but. <laughs>
2: And Leif, you bring up Rodney. So, like, I look at a guy like Rodney who's just way undersized and he's too skinny to, like, really play three. You kind of want, like, a, I don't know, auto porter. Or some, I mean, again, these are, like, really good players, but it's weird. I mean, and, yeah,
1: they they could use, a, like, a Mo Harkless, frankly, at this point. Like, Damari,
2: you know, yeah, I take that.
1: I wish, I wish the Tyler for Jamari thing was real.
6: Which is so I'm funny because sure. at the that, but at, at that the would actually line, like, fans were like no, we don't want to do that. No way. And now it's we look back, we're like, man, that would actually balance the roster. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would actually let me tell you, if they hypothetically, if they were to do that, I think that that like his addition probably you say, oh, you know, you know, whatever, rotation guy, like that's I I think that's like a three four win addition for them, just because of what you're saying, it really puts everyone in their place. That's a really you know, serviceable wing defender who's a kind of guy that you have to respect to shot. He can put the ball on the floor, can play the position that you need, puts everyone into their natural positions. Like How about Baysmore. I would listen, I'm a, all about the Dap Master. Like I've been dying to have Ken Baysmore here forever.
4: <laughs> Ron, you look like you're shaking your head no.
2: Yeah, it's just the same problem. I think he's another shooting guard. I think it, I agree. it Would be funny
6: to see what him and Justice and Jay Ridge would come up
4: with. Come on, on the dude, head. the Dat Master. He's amazing. I
2: thought about I Courtney him. Lee
6: because the Knicks are like gonna exile him any any moment now. But he's a two, also. You know what I mean? He doesn't.
2: No, yeah, he he's too small. He he's a little bit better
1: at. I still like him more as a three than Jay Ridge. Uh but it's yeah i agree he's definitely still a two i mean some of these smaller guys guys like
6: magruder like you can maybe put him in the corner and just stash him over there and like that's how he stretches the floor so it doesn't really matter that he doesn't have the range and because he plays physical on d has good fundamentals maybe he can still guard threes um but it it does get dicey i mean the roster is totally there's a glut in the backcourt and there's been one since riley was at that damn (laughs) press conference talking about the fact that we have too many good players uh so it's been a weird off season to say the least.
1: I wish Magruder had gotten a little bit earlier burn in that playoff series. I don't think it would have made a big difference, but you know, one of those games he came in, he was playing pretty well, but then, you know, he just kind of never made it back into the rotation.
2: Hashtag for you, Rodney. Um, Guts. A, guy, a guy like Gallinari or Wilson Chandler. Our Chandler would have been
1: that, awesome I think Chandler is going to be really good for the Sixers people are kind of underrating that move because they didn't no, get no that's a good move because that, they didn't, that's a, that's a really they didn't get a move. star but I think that's a good move for them I have a question for you guys
2: yes
4: please
1: who do you want as the closing five this season if the roster is as presently constructed
4: so no Wade no
2: nope. <laughs> okay. with, with, Wade. with Wade if we're being honest Brian with the
3: hard questions
2: probably the the three young guys Dwayne and Goran interesting so you got justice playing center and you have no bam
1: bam that's right bam and then you kind of have justice has a power forward
2: yeah. and then you have three guards
1: i don't think that could I- hold up defensively <laughs> at all it depends.
2: It, but like the my the heat are super weird because they're really match up so sometimes Yolinik at center is probably better. I do think that Bam's probably gonna take a step defensively and he'll be able to erase a lot of those mistakes of that of that, you know, defensive liability. I think mostly Dwayne, I don't think Goron's as much of a problem as Dwayne is defensively.
1: I oh, just forgot Wayne Ellington was on the
6: team, by the way. I totally forgot I think about Olenek, that. too, like, um, yeah, he's looking so slim this offseason that I think he's going to be able to play a lot at the four. I know that foot speed might not necessarily change, but uh, those floor spacers might, you know, end up being on the floor just by necessity. I don't know how you can put out a roster that doesn't necessarily have spot-up shooters. I mean, I guess Josh can do it a little bit, but um, – I mean,
2: Josh – Goran and Justice has a pretty decent – I mean, 38% last year. I know that we, we – Well, those him, are also
1: – the Justice I, – Low I, attempts, low volume. And wide open, like the most open shots you'll ever get in the NBA because he was left on so many of those. Uh, I will say that it's interesting that they went away from the, the three young guys, Olenek, Ellington lineup. After Wade came back, they basically never used that lineup. I don't think they used it at all in the first round. You know, it was the only good lineup they had that was high usage all of last year. I, I'm interested if they go back to that. At the same time, you know, if JJ's right, how do you leave him off the floor at the end That's of games? That's true.
6: Very true. If his um, groin is good and, I'm, like, all that is is back to where he was when he initially came to the Heat, he's going to be on the floor in crunch time. So, like, you can – you know, we can go over rosters and matchups and all that. He's going to be on the floor just – God, nice.
4: and then you have Dion too. Like, where, where do you fit Dion? Oh <laughs> man!
2: Hold on, wait. I want. I want to go to Leif's point because if if what we're saying about JJ is is like, let's say that he comes back and he's JJ the contract, contract year JJ. I think that we expect Justice Winslow to be better than that next year. I don't know about you, but I, I certainly do.
1: I don't know. I still think JJ is a little bit more versatile than Justice.
2: As what a, d- a defender or defender. An offensive player?
1: Defender and offensive player.
2: I think. I think I agree with you on the defense, only because I think that JJ's stronger, like stronger upper body, and he can like he can really get guys off their spots better than Justice can. I think that that's probably the the most valuable thing JJ brings against a matchup like LeBron or Durant. Yeah. Uh, not even the size, which just really gets guys off their spots. That's true. Offensively, I I don't think I think if I if Justice improves the way I think he will, like if we get second half of the season, Justice Winslow with uh, with improvement. I think that he's absolutely a better offensive player than JJ. I don't know,
6: but can he can he go get his own shot like like as well as JJ can? He?
2: I mean, he was against the Sixers like, you know, I think the finishing has been improving and if, if he's getting into the like we know that he can get to the rim and he has good handle and he's a, he's a good facilitator. If he can finish, at, he doesn't even have to finish like elite. He just has to finish like kind of decently.
1: But the thing is, I think you could already say those things about JJ. He can finish. He can get to the rim. He's a way
3: he's better.
1: better finisher. He can he can facil- facilitate, and I, I think he's he's probably a better screener. Like I, mean, I think Justice JJ's is a romance, way better decision potential.
2: maker, though. Like I think the the yeah. JJ Achilles heel that's is fair. that's fair. Is a decision, and it's not even the vision because I think JJ like has really good vision. I, just I think, think it's, it's decision. I
1: think it's the enthusiasm. I think JJ <laughs> sees something. You know, he sees something happening, and it's like he's like ah, and then it's just you know.
2: Like Justice has a really good ability to read situations like on the first read. So like he like helps coming and he can he can go through the progressions very quickly. So he's understanding of if I make this pass and the swing is going to go this way, I know how the defense is going to react. And he moves after the pass very well. As but does well. he
6: dunk on Steph That's Curry? A,
2: That's the question. He doesn't. He does not. Although he did dunk on Little that one. Still try. has nightmares.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, let me, so let me go back to the original question then. Who do you guys, or who who else do you guys want to see in the closing five? We got one answer, but, Leif, let me uh, throw it to you. Who do you think should be in the closing five? Uh, and let me just go over the shooting guards on this team again real quick. Jayrich, Rich, <laughs> Tyler, Dion, Wayne, probably Dwayne. They have five guys who should be Rodney. playing. It's insane. Rodney, yeah. It's crazy. But who do you want to see so, in the closing so
6: five? So, as Gianni said, and I hate to agree with him, um, but this roster is absolutely matchup dependent, but – all that aside, if I'm picking five guys, I'm going Dwayne Wade, I am going Goran, J. Rich, probably JJ, and give me Ko. If you're talking like last five minutes of the game, um, probably something that resembles that, and maybe we could sub in Ellington somewhere or Bam somewhere or something like that. But uh, you, you know, I, I don't know. I just I feel like at this point with this roster, um. You got to have the guys that know how to get buckets. Goran and Dwayne can do that. Josh hopefully will take another step into being that kind of player. And then floor spacers. I mean, at that point, that's like what I'm looking
2: If to. Wayne has it going, they absolutely will go three guards. Absolutely. Well, they
6: have to. They have, like to. They have 24 guards, schools. so you got to go three guards. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that's like – I like the three-guard lineups. I just – I don't think they have – like – God, you're going out there with Wayne Ellington as your third guard. Like, I get it, but the defense is going to suffer. And, like, I, what you're saying with Olinik, he's not an eraser. Which bothers me about Hassan, because if Hassan was, like, kind of more mobile, and I don't know if it was because he was hurt last year. We haven't even was,
3: considered him as like, a <laughs> I, I have. Like,
2: <laughs> like, I don't think Bam's going to be better than him next year. Like, I know that, like, we joke about Hassan. Like, I think Hassan's, like, a really serviceable big I just think he pisses us off because he does dumb shit, but I think he's good. Like, and he is an eraser of mistakes. Yeah, but it's Spog and playing. I, yeah.
6: that's, I mean,
1: I mean Hassan. Hassan was bad last year. Again, was the injury? No, he was not good. Injury. He, you know, but something. Another thing that I think is interesting. I love when Spog would go four guard lineups. Like he really when it was he's like, like a... we when he was like we need a run and he'd get desperate and he'd go four guard lineups out there. That was a lot of fun. And I am interested to see him try that next year. If Dion is healthy, that I think could be a Dion's another
6: guy that I, I mean see- he's a shot creator, so he may end up being in those closing lineups. And that's like one of the more fascinating things about going into this season is we have these high pay- paid players and. There's a likelihood if you look at Spoh's track record. The track record is is that if those guys aren't playing well, he's going to bury them. And I think that it's interesting to go into a season knowing that you have guys making 20 million, 19 million, 23 million, whatever the numbers are, and there's a an actual chance that these guys are going to get buried on the bench. And then, like, if you say no, they won't get buried on the bench. It really just it brings. A, I don't know. It's it's one of the more confusing seasons I've ever entered as a Heat fan since I've been around since whatever it is, nineteen ninety, old washed.
2: Leif, I think what's interesting about what you're saying is that I do think that, but like, I think I think Hassan's a special case because there's there's other stuff going on there, but I think JJ like wants to earn his minutes. I think that Dion wants to earn his minutes. Like those are guys that have at least while they've been here, have worked hard. I know that Deion gained weight and we're joking, but it's off season. He just had surgery and, you know, clearly he was not right. any time that he played last year, it was like very clear that he was not okay. So I think that that, I think what you're saying is interesting in the sense of, I don't think anyone expects minutes because of their paycheck, except for maybe Hassan. Yeah,
5: Tyler wants minutes.
2: But I don't think Tyler. Ex- I totally forgot. That's, that's That's, him. What that's, Tyler, what I, said. that's I don't DJ. think. I, I don't think he expects them. You think that Tyler? You think that Tyler expects that he's gonna that he's gonna get? Min- I mean, I say a lot of things about Tyler, but I think Tyler knows that if he doesn't have it going and Wayne's playing really well and Dwayne Wade's there and Goran's there, I think that he knows
4: it's gonna be tough because I think Tyler wants to prove that he's worth his contract right now.
1: Well, it's tough because yeah. Tyler's also just doesn't never get to see. Me doesn't ever get to seem to be in the right role for him. Like, I think he could be so successful as a spot-up shooter, but, you know, they need him to handle the ball out. They make him do so many things. And it's not that he's bad at those things, but
2: I, I still think there's an incredibly useful player there. But Ron, hear me out. Just... <laughs> Tyler is the perfect guard for LeBron. Yeah, Good off the ball. Free- very good hands, good finisher, very good cutter, good spot up shooter, defends, does dirty work. That's like the, the that's LeBron central.
1: That's true. Oh, can we speaking about guards? Are they gonna bring back Rio or what? Because I want it. I want. Dude, it to have-
2: I want it too, but isn't he didn't he, he sign or somewhere?
4: No, he's a free agent. LeBron <clears they throat> took that spot. They,
2: yep.
4: Yeah, that's one. Malik
2: took that spot. Do we think he's ever coming back? <laughs> no. I really
1: hope so. I I mean, there are certain players that. I don't care how good or bad they
2: are. I just need Mario Chalmers in a Heat uniform, you know. He
4: wants to come back, Courtney. He's my he's my
2: second favorite Heat point guard ever. Like of all time. I, Drag- first, yeah. I love that guy. Do we ask is worth yeah. I
1: He did that just so we'd then have to ask him who number 1 was. <laughs> well, what do I and say? I was, and I wasn't going to enable him. I was No, like but
2: Brian did. What? No, but I I've, I've said that before on the pod. I was like, you know, Goran is my favorite Heat point guard ever. I know Leif uh, is scoffing at. I'm uh, really Brian, disappointed. Yo, Leif is like no, Sherman no, Douglas. No, 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 no,
6: no. I just I grew up trying to play like Tim Hardaway, like literally. My,
1: yeah, how is it? Yeah, I was I was gonna say how was it? My high Tim school varsity there? coach, is cool my, man. My high
6: school varsity coach once grabbed me by the front of my jersey and said, "You are not Tim Hardaway because I was trying to like do killer crossovers <laughs> in the middle of a dish playoff game. You weren't trying to be Sherman you know, Douglas, ne- the dirty. Never word. tried to no, be Sherman Douglas, the general. But do you own a Sherman Douglas yeah, I do jersey? Not. I feel no, like I had Cicley Grant Long. Um, that was probably it.
2: What was my, what was my cycling take? I what was my, uh, Kevin uh, Edwards, what was my cycling <laughs> take? I never got a
6: Kevin Edwards.
1: Mike James. You should have gotten a Mike James. I had Thomas. <laughs> Travis best. Travis Brooklyn. best. Cup of coffee. You, we, you know, fried.
2: we need to do as a show. We need to get a Marcus Canby heat Jersey. <laughs> As Why a giveaway, you, as a
1: show, okay, as, as a giveaway. giveaway, that makes sense. Like
2: we need to get it, like like as a show, we need to put our money in, get a Marcus <laughs> Canby heat jersey, and and give it away. Or how about you Maybe. just wear
4: it? Wear it at the uh, the Texas Roadhouse.
6: Do you want to come and watch Brock Osweiler throw interceptions for the Dolphins? We've got an opportunity for you. We're having our first ever Five Reason Sports Network watch party. It's for the Dolphins' second preseason game. The Dolphins will be up in Carolina. We will be at the Texas Roadhouse in Miramar. That's right off of I-75 on Miramar Parkway. Convenient to all of South Florida. Our hosts will start getting there around 6.30, 7 o'clock. The game is 7.30. So come hang out with us. There's no charge at the door. Nothing like that. We're going to have the back bar. We'll have drink specials. We'll have food specials. We'll have giveaways. Come to the Texas Roadhouse. Again, it's Friday, August 17th, Dolphins' second preseason game. See you there.
2: Remember to check us out at Texas Roadhouse in Miramar this Friday, August 17th for Dolphins-Panthers preseason. If you ever wanted to watch preseason football with the 5 Reasons Network, everybody from Ethan Skolnick to, I think, Chris Whittingham showing up a little late, to the Ball's Cast to Heatbeat. I know I'm going to be there. Alf's going to be there. Alex is going to be there. Everyone who's in Miami, most of us are going to be there. Did you
1: guys bury the hatchet with Smoot? Like, finally? I know no, we yeah, we're boys.
2: On. We're boys. Adam, Adam and I right. are boys. Good to hear. Good to hear. Adam's the one that's sending me pictures at the Cheesecake Factory. Johnny will be
3: giving out bad takes live, just like he did at the Beer Fest on Martin's Park. Yeah, what did he say?
2: So he said... Oh, no, wait, wait. I have it. a cyclic take. Hold on, but I want to promote this event. On Friday, as long as supplies last, if you come up to me, Giancarlo Navas, and you tell me, My favorite anime. I will buy you a beer. You need to say the Japanese name. I'm not taking English names. Tell me the Japanese name of my favorite anime. And I will buy you a beer while supplies last. While supplies last.
1: Is there a beer shortage to to be expected? No, there's a a money
2: shortage. I'm not rich. I don't know if 20 people are going to come up to me and I'm out here spending $200. let
1: Let me tell you something, buddy. No one's coming up to you, okay? They just does I mean,
6: that mean? You don't it, think it, one it. person is going to come up to me to, to tell Anybody me? Anybody who goes up to Johnny no. and tells him who his least favorite heat player is, he will buy them a beer.
2: No. <laughs> who is my least
5: favorite? Every single oh. one. <laughs> I, was like, who is my, I was like, wait, I know. Design Gnome is a dedicated print shop that prides itself on making all of our customers' print needs look their best. Design Gnome specializes in high-quality screen printing, digital printing, embroidery, and much more. Their mission is to deliver the highest quality products at a reasonable price with exceptional customer service every time. On-time delivery, exceptional quality, competitive pricing, and no minimums. Check out Design Gnome today.
2: Okay, Brass. What was my bad? What was my bad uh, take at the Marlins Beer Fest?
5: Okay, I don't know how many people here listening have been to Marlins Beer Fest, but I don't, I went for the first time on Saturday and I don't remember much. I certainly, it was, a, it was the first time I've been to a sporting event and literally didn't look at the field.
2: Oh, we did not watch a second <laughs> Go of Marlins. Baseball. Not- I don't know who won. I don't know what was going I don't know who pits. I don't know anything. Marlins won an extra innings. 11 innings.
5: We, oh, we did? Oh, good That's for us. Hilarious. You know, everybody left in the ninth inning when it was tied 3-3.
2: <laughs> oh, it was tied? I didn't even know. None it was of us it. cared
5: because Marlins. But you said, I think, that uh, that Hassan Whiteside is a better heat center than Ronnie Cycli.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Yo, Rohan looks disgusted.
5: Which makes at me. me sick to my stomach.
2: Rohan,
3: wait, wait, hold sir. on. I was, I was thinking of the other cycling take he had, the one where he called Josh McRoberts Ronnie Cycling. Always oh, that. Oh,
2: I do jo- Another one. You guys are so hard on Josh McRoberts, <laughs> Rohan. I'm a Josh McRoberts stan.
1: I'm a Josh McRoberts
2: truther as well. But thank
1: you. I heard, I heard that he could be a little prickly. Like I, I, you know, I heard that he was not like the most. Like you know, I feel like receptive. A lot us, I feel like a, if a lot of us were in Joshua Robert's situation, we would just be apologizing every day, like super apologetic. <laughs> like, I mean, hey, I'm really sorry. Obviously, I wish this wasn't happening. But, <laughs> I heard that that wasn't exactly his attitude. I, I mean, I, that's all I heard. I but. You know, but well, I I thought they could have been really good if he was healthy. But me you know, too, dude.
6: They, the good they defender. went to the LeBron meeting in Vegas with Mick Roberts and Granger. Dog kill. Me. Yep. In
1: retrospect, in retrospect, it's kind of not surprising that he left. When you say when you put it like that.
6: <laughs> oh, and by the way, I would trade Hassan for Marcus Camby today.
1: Yes, <laughs> I would yeah. trade it for the memes. Yeah. I would. I would trade him for cycling. Get the oh, DJ. Yeah. And get him next get him to, next Irie.
6: to Irie. Hell yeah. yeah. It,
5: just, it, it, make, it also makes me sick that McRoberts wears number four. I just feel like they gave away that number four too quickly in Miami.
6: They should not retire number four.
5: No, but, man, they, they I don't know. You get
6: like I don't 36 know. rebounds in a game or 31 rebounds in a game. It would be crazy like, like that.
2: If Hassan did that, you wouldn't care.
4: That's, no, not, that's true. not true.
6: No, Leif. It's not true. If Leif. he played hard and he didn't Leif. pout, Leif would
3: love that. That's gonna raise up his trade value.
2: Leif absolutely,
1: <laughs> absolutely praises Hassan on Twitter when it's due. You know.
2: Yo, has there ever been a lower bar than when Hassan has an assist? Twitter goes nuts. But he's a team. But he's a I team can't... player.
6: Don't forget. And I'm just a hater. Don't forget.
2: I wonder if the guys like him. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, he doesn't look like he's, like, boys with anybody. I'm not yeah, around the team, so I don't know. It's
1: interesting. I When I spoke to Justice, like, I, I should have asked about Hassan. That was a, a screw-up on my part. But I feel like when he talked about hanging out with the young guys, it meant Bam and Jay Rich. And this is pure speculation on my part, but it kind of didn't feel like Hassan was part of that group, you know?
2: I don't think so at all. Like I don't, I don't get that impression when they're on the bench. I thought him and Goran had a nice relationship at the start, but that I feel like that, like,
1: well, then it stopped when Hassan would just never set a pick, and dude, going I, into Goran going would into, berate every him out, sometimes. Going into, every, I mean, the guy just doesn't set picks. It was like frustrating. I was watching this 0-6 game six today, and all Udonis Haslam was doing setting picks for Dwayne Wade. Dwayne rejects the pick. Haslam sets another one. That's it. That's all he was doing. Yo, that was the 2009 offense. Yo.
6: When, true. when, well, when Zo game. blocked Jet and he landed on the floor and he, like, screamed, like, Chris, <laughs> like, like, so, like, forever,
3: dude, can forever.
1: Can I just see Hassan
6: do that once? Just once, yo. Like, that's all I'm asking. Like, just do it once. Dude.
3: Hassan is on the floor, like, seven times a game. I don't, I don't know what you're yeah, watching. But he's never doing it the <laughs> way though? Zo is doing
6: it. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Put like, <laughs> some <saw> Zo on <laughs> it, Hassan. Come on, dog. When. When Zoe checked into
1: the first quarter of that game, I was just rewatching it today. My heart started racing immediately. He gets a block. <laughs> he gets a block within the possessed. first minute. He, he, catch, he catches a ball in the low post. Dirk fouls him, and Zoe's flexing already. It's both free throws. It's been a long time since they've had someone like that at center. Let's just say you know,
2: that. Rohan, when I watched <laughs> 2006 Heat games, like I forgot how much I love that team. Like that I always forget because I think like we have recency bias to the big three and how alive we felt. Man, that was 06 finals. I felt so alive. Well,
1: part of the problem with that 06 team compared to the big three is the 06 was like a very much of a mercenary feel and, and the team had no lasting power. It was like one and a half seasons that we really got to see them. They, You know, they've all said since then we just partied the next year and didn't really play. <laughs> Andrew Walker
2: did a lot of parties.
1: Exactly. What was the, What was great about the big three was that there was time for narratives to build. It was, you know that team stuck together for so long. Rivalries—that's uh, what was so cool about it. Exactly. So that's kind of one thing looking back on that. team. What's funny is, you know, six years later or five years later, whatever it was. You know, Dirk is still on the Mavs. Uh, Mark Cuban's still there. Jason Terry's still there. Whereas the Heat, it was like Dwayne and you. Ud- it just wasn't the same. But yeah,
0: it, the crazy you know,
1: thing about—I I, I, no, go, go ahead. Sorry. If there's one thing that I, I kind of really don't like about the 06 team is just how temporary
6: that era of Heat basketball really was. It feels fleeting, very fleeting. The thing about 06 – I
3: mean, they certainly didn't try to make it last. <laughs>
6: right? I mean, in 06, when we won that series, like, if you were a Heat fan and you had been through, like, all the heartbreaks, Knicks beating you all those times, Zoe getting sick, all that, like, you finally felt like you got to the mountaintop. It was like – like, you, you never thought you were going to – win a championship quite frankly like I know that I'm the one who's always pounding my chest about Riley but like I was starting to think man are we about to run down this career and not get one and you finally got one it felt like you like got to the mountaintop whereas with the big three it was like it was amazing that we shut everybody up when we won but you almost like went into that expecting like you were you were gonna get one so that was like there was a little bit of a difference there like there was innocence behind winning that 06 title um that's true.
1: There, there was an innocence. That's definitely true. What was good about the big three run was frankly, as much as it hurts to say them losing that first one, that, that helped everyone. And you're I think, right. and I think, and I think them coming back the, the second year and winning was so good from a narrative aspect and, and so good from a sense of like, Oh, you'd been through something with this team. And now you're kind of seeing that, you know, Come to fruition whereas the 016 I mean the year before how many players in the roster weren't there I mean it was a completely different team completely different coach uh it, it's just and then by you know and then you know 18 months later it had completely fallen apart so it is interesting to compare the the title ones because I, I get that mountaintop sense but there was still an aspect of that even with LeBron because of them losing the first year
2: you know what I really liked about the Big Three era that not a lot of people talk about if if you look at that landscape of the Eastern Conference post twenty fourteen, the Heat broke up every team that challenged them. Like the East was barren. Like LeBron broke e- like that team broke everybody over their knee. The Celtics, the Pacers, anybody the that Bulls. was good. The Bulls. The Knicks. Th- like everybody. Like just now- Brooklyn. In- they yeah. LeBru- the Heat erased the everyone. The
4: decided to tank after we beat When LeBron went to the right. Cavs and the Knicks, yeah. Knicks have the, the process.
2: Since. The Heat started the process.
4: Oh my two god! Two things. Two things. the first, been playoffs since.
1: First of all, Gianni jumped in right when it looked like Leif was about to say something really cool, which sucks. Oh, my bad. Leif, um, we're say that. It's he he correct. was going say It's
4: correct. Leif had that <laughs> look on his face.
1: Culture like, creeping up to the microphone, and I was like, oh man. <laughs> Number two. As much as we can say now that the Heat broke those teams, let us not all forget how terrified we were during every playoff run. Roy Hibbert had me shook. When it looked like these teams had each constructed the perfect, the old Wash Celtics almost knocked them out. You know? The Bulls. What happens if Rose doesn't get hurt? That five-game series was a little closer than people the, the Pacers. Every man. year, every year. I mean, you know. So as much as the as LeBron broke those teams, you know, it's a little bit closer than history shows. It
2: was because the repeat, like the last series that they played against the Pacers. I mean, the Heat just completely. Yeah, they, bro- they broke. Like, did, them, they broke them then. But prior to that, though, I remember watching that they looked done.
3: Yeah. They, they, they were done, still, they were done before that, year. that season. It
2: was still a six-game series. Were, no, hold on, wait a second. The Pacers were the one seed that year.
3: You remember when they almost got eliminated by Atlanta in the first round? Yeah, like the, the Pacers were
6: the one
2: seed.
1: Yeah, the second half of the season, they were awful.
3: But the, you know, I think end, that's what made that, that team special, it. is that they were able to overcome that. Like, like you were talking about how close it was so many different times, like, that's what made them special. Besides 2011, the one taint. They they overcame it every other time.
6: Are we, are, are we yeah, ever going to have that please. much fun again?
4: <laughs> Hell no. Hey, this is Gary and Thorne, host of the Fantasy on 5 podcast, part of the 5 Reasons Sports Network, letting you know that your fantasy football needs are covered this season. My co-host David Ganos and I will be leading you hand-in-hand through your draft and right up to Championship Sunday offering our insight into the world of fantasy football. We'll also be inviting some of our friends from Sports Illustrated, Yahoo, and DraftKings. Look for us Tuesdays and Thursdays starting in July, wherever you currently listen to your favorite 5 Reasons Network podcast.